really understanding the ins and outs of how your pension works. First, understand, do I get a pension or do I have things like deferred comp or a 401k or a 403b? There's lots mm -hmm. of different names out there. If you have a true pension, really understanding the details of that yep. are important because that's going to help you craft your retirement income plan a lot more efficiently. Yep. What are the tax liabilities on this particular pension? Is there a survivorship option? Are there multiple, multiple survivorship options? Yep. These are things that we talk about because they really play a huge factor into how do I craft my retirement income. This is Better Wealth with Caleb Williams. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Better Wealth from the... Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode from the front lines with Jeremy Rudhouse. And today's model case study, we're going to be looking at a couple who are in their 50s, who are very entrepreneurial, who by working with Jeremy got clear on their on what they wanted and you helped them create money out of thin air. <laughs> no, you, you helped them create a tax advantage pension that not only puts them in, in balance, but but because we had time, we were able to um, strategically reposition some assets. And if you are nearing retirement, if you know somebody that's nearing retirement, have them watch this um, because this is just another example. We see people like this all the time. Yeah. And if you're talking to people that actually can seek um, the end in mind with you, there's some amazing things that can happen. So with that, agreed. take it over. That actually sounds really cool now that you say it that way. It's like, man, I want that. <laughs> How do I do that? So, um, Really, the the unattractive part of all of this is the work that we put in on the front side. And that work had to do with really taking accountability of what's coming in, what am I spending all of those dollars on, and then, oh my gosh, I have some left over. Yeah. And Caleb mentioned um, that this couple, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, again, uh, is entrepreneurial. Well, what's great is that, yes, they both have an entrepreneurial spirit, but one has a very consistent income that has an, a pension attached to it. Wow. And then the other one has been freed up um, after being wife and mother for many, many years to now go be entrepreneurial. And what's amazing is that the cash flow that Mrs. Smith is able to produce is really going to make a massive difference for their, cool. for their retirement income planning, which, cool. I, which is super fun to me. Um, so where did we start with this? Well, we took accountability of what's coming in and um, this forced Mr. and Mrs. Smith to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, really what's coming into the household economy yeah. and what do we want, what lifestyle do we want? You see, when we can take a step back and look down the road and say, this is the thing that I'm interested in. This is why I get up in the morning. This is my mission, my vision, my purpose, and then plan backwards from there. Making decisions is we, we, we have a framework with which to make them at that point yep. because we're starting with the end in mind. So we did that with Mr. and Mrs. Smith and we're able to determine that, hey, we spend some money that we don't really need to be spending yep. and we can put some efficiencies in place with Mrs. Smith's business, how she, how she does her advertising, what she spends money on, how she spends money, um, actually create a lot of points or free travel for her right. through correctly using her credit card. There's lots of really neat details in here. Um, but essentially, here's how, the, here's how the money coming in breaks down. We've got about $150,000 in salary from Mrs. Smith. We have about a $70,000 salary from Mr. Smith coming in. And then we have some pension income, social, social security, and a little bit of rental income. Yep. 
And this really allowed uh, many conversations to happen. They don't have a lot of debt, which is great. So there's, there's not a ton of inefficiencies in this. But with regards to the rental income, a unique conversation came up and I said, is this rental income going to provide for you like you want it to later on? And Mrs. Mm. Smith was like, well, I mean, yes. Right. And how much work am I putting into this particular rental? And it happened to be that managing that rental was not something that she felt right. <laughs> really well, called. I'm, to, I'm assuming that income is net after that's right. a mortgage. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so we're talking rental income of only about $4,500 a year. Which I, so this is funny how our brains think. I'm thinking about, okay, how much money could they sell for? What would the difference be? And you can actually yep. break down, you can actually break down from a, uh, financial model what the true value of that house is not we're not saying that the house is worth x we're saying you should sell it at, if it's more than x and unless it's unless having that house gives you more than just the money aspect sure i don't know if that made any sense but well i, I think it brings to light that there's multiple different ways yeah. to think about and conceptualize that particular asset and if you can look at them in light of what it is that you're trying to achieve yeah. then it makes there's a lot more clarity so in this case, that's why you're the wealth coach. <laughs> in this case, it was costing time and effort for relatively minimal gain with regards yeah. to income, and there was there is still at this point a significant principal investment in that property. Yep. And money can only do one thing on the model, and it honestly can only do one thing in life unless you have an and asset, and then we can do multiple things. Outside of that, though, this is just one stream of income. So that's exactly how we looked okay. at it. So once we took accountability, and this was some hard work, really, yep. of what's coming in, then we looked at what was being saved. I'm just curious, did yeah. these people in their 50s, did they know what their Social Security was off the bat, or did they actually have to do that in homework? Great question. So this, this Mr. and Mrs. Smith did not. They okay. had not been to ssa.gov and created an account. If you are in your late 40s, 50s, I highly recommend going to ssa.gov and getting an estimate of yep. where you're at with regards to social security. Like it, love it, hate it, or think it's going away, this is this is something that you're paying into, yep. and you should go and look and see what it means with regards to its impact on your continued cash flow moving forward. Yep. So, um, no, in this case, that they were not 100% certain on it. Okay. Um, and another thing that we were able to highlight, and I'm glad you brought this up, is really understanding the ins and outs of how your pension works. First, understand, do I get a pension or do I have things like deferred comp or a 401k or a 403b? There's lots mm -hmm. of different names out there. If you have a true pension, really understanding the details of that yep. are important because that's going to help you craft your retirement income plan a lot more efficiently. Yep. What are the tax liabilities on this particular pension? Is there a survivorship option? Are there multiple, multiple survivorship options? Yep. These are things that we talk about because they really play a huge factor into how do I craft my retirement income. Yep. So moving on to what has been saved and what is being saved. So uh, again, early 50s for this couple, we've got about $280,000 that has been saved. And we've got about $78,000 that we discovered could be saved. Hmm. And when we first did this, that that was not really where where their heads were as far as wow what could i be saving now when we did say, the model influence them wanting to save more money or not um i i think it highlighted that i didn't have an accurate accountability of really what yeah. was going on in my yeah. economy and by looking at well, what do i really consume yeah 
they they said, wow, wow, we, ha we have a lot of options here. Yeah. And then it just becomes a conversation of what option is going to get me the, the result or what yeah. options are going to get me the best result based off where I'm headed. Got it. Okay. So um, from that point, we did take a look at the different. So uh, so just we're not going to give real numbers, but sure. they have less than $400,000 of assets where, you know, making the kind of money that they do in their 50s, that could that could be a little little alarming, right? I mean, it's not not terrible, but it's not well, really I want to point out here too that yes, we have early 50s and this is not uncommon. I yeah. uh, the situation that that we described for Mr. and Mrs. Smith is that we have a mom who was a mom yep. for a number of years and we have a dad who was the primary income earner for yep. the family and now mom because yep because kids are out of the house is exploring some you know, entrepreneurial interests that she has and creating significant income. Yep. This is not an uncommon thing. So you see um, that there was not this opportunity to save for a number of years, a couple of decades. And now all of a sudden there is. And I just so think that capitalize I think that? that also highlights if you are feeling like you're behind, you okay, quote unquote, you might be behind when it comes to compound interest, but there's still through efficiency. There's so much that we can do. And yeah. I'm just I I just like these examples because we see a lot of people coming to us and they their question is is it too late? Yeah. Well, of course it's not too late. You know it's <laughs> you know it's like that's no. So well, we, the, the question is too late for what exactly? And get real clear on what you're too late for. Or yeah. You think you're too late for, yeah. and clarify that, and then let's work work forward from there based off those results. So. Um, Real estate is is something that we wanted to look at here. And with the low rate environment, this is one of the most uh, powerful conversations that we have with regards to efficiency. So we have a primary residence and we have um, a rental. So two homes. And in both of these cases, there was opportunity to look at potentially more efficient debt yeah. vehicles, meaning that they could do some refinancing, potentially do some cash out refinancing. And increase their monthly cash flow and with more money in their pocket. Yep. Yep. So th this is huge, huge, huge. And one of the main conversations that goes along with this is, well, I really want to pay off my house. That's great. How can we do that most efficiently and effectively? Yep. Right. And end up better mathematically at the end of the day. And you actually have a calculator that we won't go into this, this <laughs> video, but I want to do it with you sometime on the show sure. is mortgage choice. And you can walk people through, okay, you want to pay off your house quicker. All right. What if we took a step back and I, let me show you a non-conventional way to do that? And then when people usually understand, it's like, okay, I could pay off my house quicker, but I understand why it may not help me get where I thought it. Like, it will make me feel good, but actually knowledge would make you feel worse, I think. It, Maybe not. If, if paying off your house is super important to you, let's do it the very best way that we possibly can mathematically. And in doing so, be intentional about the knowledge and the math involved with what does it mean to pay off my house early? What are the implications yeah. of doing that from risk management to redirection of that cash flow once I, once I have that house paid off? Yeah. And also realize that taxes and insurance, you still should be taking care of, yeah. <laughs> at least in most states, after you pay off that house. Yeah. And for a lot of people, you know, taxes and insurance and HOA and things like that, could be four, five, six, seven hundred plus dollars a month. That's still a significant amount of money that you're consuming. Yep. So without digressing too far, 
the the thing that was highlighted here is we need to look at the numbers of doing some refinancing given this low interest rate environment because this actually moves us towards the direction that we want. Yep. Okay. Um, let's see here. So after we we talked about real estate, we just we simply got into is there a balance in what we're what we're saving and what we're consuming? And at first glance, there wasn't, and that really wasn't because that there wasn't balance, it's because they didn't have accountability of that. And this goes back to what comes in and what goes out. Are you really tracking your dollars? Yep. And, and that makes this balance comes a lot easier if I know what comes in and what goes out and where it goes to. Yep. So that being said, um, we very simply, for the most part, balanced the model um, and what that means is that now, after taking accountability of those things, instituting some efficiencies, and getting real clear on on what's coming in and what's going out, there is a um, there is a balance between what is being spent mm -hmm. and what is being saved. Now we can now we can say, okay, if this amount of money, because at first glance, where it's being saved is not as important as that it's being yeah. saved. We can then take the next step and become efficient in how we grow yeah. and then distribute that money. Two different factors, yeah. right? Growth thereof and then distribution. There may be two different tools or maybe multiple tools yeah. involved with how do we strategize to optimize those things. And, and we, we're, we're going to be careful not to go into too much detail about strategy because everyone's a little bit different. But there's multiple steps here because I'm, I'm seeing that the pretty conservative growth number but there's multiple tools that can help them not only safely grow their money, but then transition it into more of a tax advantage pension. Right. And what was cool is seeing the before and after. Mm -hmm. And but it wouldn't necessarily look like that if we just kept on they kept on in investing and saving their money where they were putting it. Correct. Like there were there were things that happened and that were that were putting into account that need to happen over the next ten years. And if and when that happens, they see. The result of that sure and that's what's so beautiful about what we do but also beautiful about having a third-party tool that validates certain options and it's cool for the clients as well it is it is uh so for this this case of mr and mrs smith one of the realizations was how powerful um the current pension for mm -hmm. mr smith is going to be for them in their retirement in uh retirement period so we said, well, is there a way to create a, a another supplement to that that is tax advantage and we can have some pretty decent assurance that we're going to have hmm. that amount of money when the time comes? In addition to that, there's a, a legacy desire here. And when I say legacy, I mean these folks have some kids and will likely have some grandkids and they really want to be able to bless them uh, monetarily speaking when the time comes. So there's some life insurance conversations that are going on. There's some continued efficiency conversations that are that are going to continue mm -hmm. to go on. And probably most important is there's the accountability of being able to meet with their coach yeah. on a regular basis in order to update these. And look, I'm not I and the other coaches, we're not going to talk with you every single week. You know, at a at a minimum, it'll be once a year. But for a lot of situations, as you're getting going and as yeah. you are really streamlining streamlining and becoming more efficient with your financial model, yeah. it takes a second. So there's some emails that are exchanged. There's videos that that we shoot and send, and yeah. we have a huge FAQ um, database that we're continually developing out. And things change, <laughs> just like life happens. Things change, so we have to update that over time as well. So what, what are some of the biggest takeaways that someone could learn from 
from watching this? Yeah, um, I think big takeaway number one is you're you're in your 50s, let's say. The question is not, is it too late? It's what do I want to do? What do I really want to accomplish? And then we'll go from there. The next takeaway is good accountability of what's coming in um, allows and and what I'm consuming or what do I want to consume for the lifestyle that I'm interested in allows us a lot of insight into what is available to reallocate to things that may have a bigger impact on that lifestyle later on. Remember, this is not about a particular amount of money. This is about living a life that you want to live. It's about having the impacts and the, the values and mission that you want to live in life. If, if that takes $1,000 a month, then great. Your model is a lot easier to work with. If it takes 12000 or 10000 or whatever number that is, then we just got to figure out how to make that happen commiserate with inflation, right? Because we got to be real with ourselves all the way out until whenever we move on. Yep. One thing I want to communicate is everything that we do at Better Wealth leads to this concept of unlocking intentional living. And so this is this is why we, we show up on YouTube. This is why we have our podcast. This is why we have a model. This is why we have salary-based coaches. This is why uh, we are actively growing a community is we want to unlock intentional living. And so if that's something that interests you, make sure to check check us out, uh, reach out to us. We'd love if you left a comment, like this video. Uh, but more importantly, we appreciate you and we thank you so much for helping us share this message. And if there's anything that we can do to help you live more intentionally, please let us know. Thank you so much for listening to the Better Wealth Podcast. It would mean the world to me if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and share this with the people that you know and love.